It's time once again for a journey inside the twisted minds and unfiltered voices of your favorite sisters. Jamie. Kneel down, please. Get on your knees, please, and do this properly. And Paula. I don't get paid enough for this shit. Blah, blah, blah. And now prepare yourself for the ugly truth. Welcome, welcome to the ugly truth. Episode 40. We're over the hill. The big 4-0. You know what? Oh, it sucks. You know what? <laughs> Even though it's 40 episode sucks. 40, I just don't like that number. It so doesn't this matter is what form it comes in. I know. You know what? It's the beginning of the end. It's when all the bad stuff happens. Mammograms, prostate exams. Oh, mammograms happen at 40? Well, no. They took it back. They, they, they change as it goes. Sometimes some people say you should start getting them at 40. Some people say 45, 44. Somewhere in the 40s, you're going to start getting your boob smashed. So. You know what? I had my first colonoscopy <laughs> last year, and I'm 34. So Well, that's because you're weird. I'd, whatever. Your weirdness. The medical thing. Maybe, maybe that's a sign that I'm just going to die that much sooner. Like, <laughs> you're like the average person gets their first colonoscopy at what, like 50 or 60? I think it's 50. So I've already like got mine done like 25 or 15 years sooner. So that means like if the average person dies at 80, I'll probably die at 65. Fabulous. Great. That's something to look forward to. How exciting for you. How fun the number 40. Look at the subjects that we can come up with with 40. Colonoscopies and boob smashing. Uh, again, welcome our iTunes listeners, our iHeartRadio listeners, Stitcher, the Ugly Truth website. I mean, there are so many avenues at this point if you're not listening. I mean, we are we are everywhere. Right. We're everywhere. You can find us just about everywhere. We appreciate so, that you flock to us weekly from whatever avenue you arrive. We all come to the same spot and we love it. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, let's just jump into the show. Um, now this, I, you know how sometimes I have an issue getting to the point of a story. I have to tell you all the detail before I can get to the crux of the story. But um, this is in reference to our episode 39. You and I had a great show last week. I thought uh-huh. it was very yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah. It went a little long, and as you and I know, uh, our shows are not recorded live, and they are edited for content because we tend to blab a little too long, and we talk over each other a little bit, and, you know, the reality is is there's sometimes some racy things, well, racist things that are said. <laughs> yeah. Listen, but we're not racist. It's just that we're we're unable to express our funny humor about certain things without it sounding racist even though we're really not racist we're just uh what do they call that ignorant i don't know no i think the thing about race or discussing different races is people think if it's done or if you're discussing it in a like comedic way then that makes you racist but i mean the yeah. true definition of racism is discriminating against someone because of you know their origin or their color or or hating them for it and we don't yeah. feel that way but we do tend to you know i guess make light of certain it's just races it's and sometimes it's funny it's not hate driven it's just no. we're making fun i don't know we make fun of everybody we make well, fun of ourselves more than anybody so is, is that you know i can't see how we would be racist or we discriminate because we don't we we make fun of everyone all right well this has nothing to do with that so well, why did you even bring that up because i thought for sure that's what we were going to be talking no, about you you started going on and on about race i was just telling you that sometimes daryl unfortunately producer dub has to cut out things that he thinks will be offensive to some right, groups here i think i'm you know speaking like a freaking politician you, you are know. you dummy no that's not what we're doing well please get to your point since you uh sometimes take a long time to get there shut your flapping <laughs> lips and i'll get to it so last week um you and i were chit-chatting and i don't even know how we got on the subject of beards beards but our whole discussion, we, we tend to do these things where we're talking about a subject matter and then we make a hairpin turn mentally and we have this bubble of a conversation that literally has nothing to do with anything we're talking about. Right. And this occurred last week. Now, I recall it being very hilarious. And so I asked producer Deb, why did you cut out that whole discussion about beards? And he said, well, I'll tell you why. 
I was listening to it and you guys were laughing so hard that I, that you were starting to talk. You sounded like you were speaking in a different language. I didn't know what you were saying. I don't even remember so, talking about beards. So I had to cut it out. And I said, well, I just thought it was so funny. He said, well, I will be happy to put it in episode 40 if you think people will be able to understand what the hell you're saying. And so I listened to the audio last night okay and i was crying with laughter jeez oh, <laughs> so i said i don't know if anybody else will find it as funny as us because it's us and i understood every word we were saying but then again you and i are sisters and Help we right. do have our own language we and we've been doing Ugg. this <laughs> we've been doing this our whole life so i'm going to play it for you oh god okay and i i want you to hear embracing you, myself okay Hold on. No, it doesn't matter. I'm just aging. I have my neck skin is starting to show its age, and I'm pretty sure that's why they don't card me anymore. Your neck skin? Wait, I thought you were going to tell me something about your hands being old or something. My hands? No, my hands are good. I, I thought I you said there was something aging on your body, some weird part. Yeah, my neck skin. I'm like unhappy with it. I I'm, not, I'm you moisturize have a, it. A, vaginal cavity or something oh, on your neck no, okay no, remember no. You know, oh god no i you know what that's when i would have to call a doctor and say fix it <laughs> right who would you go to at that point your ob or like <laughs> i would go god, to a plastic surgeon my dumb OB. <laughs> yes doctor while you're down there can you just tighten up my neck even though they're neither one are at all related no i was just saying like you know he tries to give you like a pap smear on your neck. Oh my god! He's like, "Well, what happened here? <laughs> Nothing. It's just my neck. Stop it." <laughs> what if? Because you've seen those vagina necks on men. What if it's like a really hairy guy? <laughs> like, what if it really like, started to look like like a seventies muff? I was just gonna say you've got seventies vag on your neck, and your apple <laughs> Adam's apple is god, the the clit. Yeah. Oh my lord! You poor thing. That would probably turn some weird guy on. He'd probably like <laughs> masturbate to like his neck. To his own neck? Hold a mirror up to his neck and like jiggle around and shake it and like make sounds and then like, <laughs> weird. Does this, this man have black hair? He would have to. Right? <laughs> well, I mean <laughs> And be a he'd have to be a bigger man. I, I was just gonna say, I wonder if he was a ginger though, if it would start to develop like a fellow. <laughs> clit neck oh <laughs> Gross. oh my god i'm sorry i can't i can't breathe that's it well, i understood every word of that i didn't think it was inaudible either but he swore that he couldn't understand a word we were saying i said do you realize that we said clit and that's what we were saying about <laughs> Yeah, I don't. Yeah, maybe the term "smelly clitnik" just didn't like make sense well, to him, so his brain tried to re-register I it don't as know. You know, gibberish. I don't know. It seemed completely clear to me, but I said, I, I, "He played it," and I looked at him and I said, "Welcome to our childhood. This is exactly <laughs> the kind of stuff that happened all the time. All these bizarre two-minute discussions <laughs> that make no sense to anyone." This is it. That this was is so it. funny. I completely forgot about even talking. And that's probably why I don't remember it because it was like of of no consequence. You know what I mean? Like it was not a, a substantial subject, but I mean, no. it was funny. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. God, we do so, have quite creative imagination. I don't even know where that came from. My God. I know. So the deal is, is that's the kind of stuff, unfortunately, that producer Dub edits out because... There's just so much of it yeah. that it's, uh, you know, inca he's incapable of keeping it because it doesn't necessarily fit with anything. He's like, I don't know what to do with this two minutes. <laughs> About vaginal necks. That just, yes. Yeah, w really, w where, where does that fit? I had to have you listen to it to tell me if you thought it was inaudible. I didn't think it was. I don't even know what part he didn't understand. I mean... I think he didn't know what the hell we were talking about. So he's like, no one's going to understand what you're saying. Well, that was funny. There you have it. That is exactly the kind of stuff, unfortunately, that gets cut that we can't sh we can't talk to. Although, of course, there are other things like when, you know, we say things that would be considered inappropriate or politically incorrect. We're just not we're just not established enough to be able to speak like that. It's mostly you anyway, but Oh, shut up, Miss <laughs> Illegal. Whatever. 
anyway, I was talking to you yesterday. Yes. And we were, I don't even know what we were talking about specifically, but um, you had mentioned that you had been haggling with your bank. Now, you have this really bad habit of paying your payments twice. Yes. I don't know what my problem is. I guess I'm over diligent on my bill paying, but I yes. have been known to pay my bills twice. And it's happened many times. And so last month in October, I made my car payment twice. Now, Ugh, that's probably going to be difficult for any person because car payments are expensive. And, you know, most people don't have, you know, a lot of money. Be like, yeah, no big deal. I'll just pay it twice this month, you know. <laughs> no, because you probably paid cash at that point then. <laughs> right. And so I paid it twice and I'm like, oh, crap. And it hit one day and then the next day. So I had, you know, literally made the payment like one day apart. So I called the bank. And I said, hey, you know, I made my payment twice. Is there any way I can get it back? And they're just like, well, you can just let it float into next month. I'm like, well, if, you know, if I was rich, yes, I would. But I'm, I'm not. I'm unemployed. And no. I, I need my $400 back. Yes. So, um, so they're just like, well, fax us a request and it'll take seven days. And so I'm just like, fabulous. So I fax them the request. You know, I wait out the seven days. Nothing happens. So I call them back. And I should have called them when I faxed it to verify they got it. But I mean, I got the little slip thing saying, you know, it went through. Received. Right. So I called them, you know, the seven days later. I'm like, hi, I'm just following up on my fax. And the lady's like, okay. She's like, I'm looking at your account. She's like, we don't show anything received. And I'm like, of course you don't. And so by this point, you know, it was like a week and a half out of my next payment. And so I'm just like, all right, forget it. I'm like, I might as well just, you know, you know, by the time I request it now, I'll get the money back and then it'll be due again. And so I'll just have to turn around and pay it back to you guys. So I'm like, forget it. I'll just, you know, I'm like, if you guys didn't find the paperwork or didn't receive it, then that's the end of it. So fast forward to this week. I get a call this week um, and the gentleman's like, hi, this is so-and-so from Wells Fargo. I'm like, hi. And he says, well, I was just calling to see if you, you know, were planning on making your payment this month. And I'm just like... Uh, I already made my payment because I accidentally made it twice last month. And so it floated over into this month. So I actually am not due till December. Right. He says, I see that you were refunded the money yesterday. So now your account is 10 days overdue. Oh, for God's sake. And I'm like, wait, I'm like, what? And he says, yes. He says, we received a fax request saying to refund the money. He says, so it was refunded on the 20th. And um, he says, and now your account is 10 days past due. And I'm like, so you mean to tell me I paid the bill twice, the payment was received, gone through on my due date, but then you guys somehow found this fax and reversed the payment that was already paid, and now my account's 10 days past due. He's like, yes. He's like, so I was just calling to see if you could set up a payment arrangement. And I'm like, well, where is this money? And he's like, well, we, yeah. mailed, he's like, we mailed you a check. When? Yesterday or whatever day it was. Oh, God. And so I was just like, are you freaking kidding me? Like, I, I was I was almost thinking I was getting punked or something. I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. Like, this is not real life. And so the guy's like, well, I, I don't know why you're getting upset with me. Because I think I must have had a tone in my voice. <sighs> well, most people would. And I'm just like, I'm getting upset with you because, you know, I apologize. You reversed my car payment. Right. People. I'm like, you reversed my car payment yesterday after a fax I had sent you almost a month ago that you said you was never received and so then he starts reading me the notes on the account he's like yes okay so we got your payment twice got your call saying that you you know advising that you should fax the request if you didn't do that then it would just count for your November payment he says okay see that you called checking on the fax fax was never received he's like I'm not really sure what happened but he's all I'm just calling to let you know that you know your account ten is 10 days past due and I'm like okay you've said that like five times already get off the script <laughs> I know right god like, ninth I get grader it. educated person I get it and he's like so I just wanted to see if you make payment arrangements and I'm like I don't need a payment arrangement I'm like I paid like, it you guys were the one that backed it out I said so I guess when I get the check I'll pay I'll you send back. It back to you dick and I said but you can sure shit better hope that there is not a late fee assigned with that and he's like well if there is a late fee he says then you can make, submit a request and they will um, look into it I'm like oh, are you God. fucking kidding me I, I couldn't believe uh, it. I was I was out of my mind. And so then at the end, he's like, OK, so was well, there anything else you want to note on the account? I'm like, yeah, I'm going to note this on the account. Tell Wells Fargo to get their shit together. And then I hung <laughs> up. I was so pissed. It's like you really you have to say, can you please extend your brain skills for just a moment? Get off the piece of paper that you are reading where it says, dear XXX, can you please be a human 
and look at the ridiculousness of what you are asking. Please. Well, that's kind of what I told him. I kept saying to him, I'm like, okay, I'm like, you're not hearing what I'm saying. He's like, no, I am. He's like, I don't think you're hearing what I'm saying. I'm like, no, I said, I'm hearing what you're saying. I said, I just think you don't comprehend like normal life. (laughs) I do feel bad for the people that call me because I know it's not their fault that this is happening. But on the same token, if you're a customer service rep or some sort of rep, I know you have to like follow your rules or whatever. But I mean, you have to read the script. Please use your brain a little, you know, and just acknowledge and 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 step out of the rat race. Step back from your desk or your cubicle, I mean, and just say, you know what? This doesn't make sense. Something must be done. I just can't see how it should be that hard. But anyways. I know. They, they, well, I worked in customer service for an insurance company. And really, the, the best customer service representatives do not use any kind of script. I mean. Is it just laziness where they just don't want to well, have to deal with it? They just want to make their, you know, cute amount of calls and be like, okay, I call. You do have, yeah, you definitely have a quota. But if you are efficient, when these kinds of situations occur, then you have the wiggle room to assist somebody like a human being. If you blow through the real simple ones quickly and efficiently and you do your job, then when these messes show up, you can spend the 10, 15 minutes that it takes to process and get it completed in one transaction. You know, you get their name, you give them your direct number. I mean, there are so many ways to fix it. But customer service is like data entry. You know, you just, you're trying to just get through your eight hours. You're trying to get your minimum calls done and you're trying to get out of there with as little work as possible and i would think a call like mine would have been interesting like wow this is something i haven't seen kind of like doctors you know how they get jazzed about like weird moles or things like that certain place certain customer service centers are very much they're worker bees and they just want to get their pay and their benefits and go home i mean i'm not saying they're all like that i I mean i was friends with a lot of people who are very good at their job i was really good at my job the problem was is that i had an attitude problem so i didn't last very long because i'm not a worker bee but yeah unfortunately the average worker bee doesn't care all that much they're still getting their lunch at noon they're getting their 15 minute walk around the building and then they get to go home (laughs) at five o'clock right and you know have their hamburger helper and start the day anew. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Like, what? why are you doing this? Are you doing this so that way, you know, when you go on your next break, you can go and bitch and moan about, you know, what terrible person you had on the phone, this total cunt just called, and blah, 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 and I don't get it paid enough for this shit, and blah, 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 <laughs> you know, and you're all just sitting there smoking and eating, you know, your trail mix or drinking your your coffee or your Funyuns and you know this is the other thing about customer service reps not all of them but I mean some they don't even like attempt to be presentable when they go to work because they're over the phone they will show up in stretch pants and a giant t-shirt and they're wrapped up in blankets it's the land of the yoga pant and the uh, and the cross training shoe. Their cubicles are like either a shrine to their dogs or to their children. You know, you open up their desk drawer and it's like that building could be on lockdown. They would have enough food to feed themselves for a month. Oh yeah, they're not dying anytime soon in there. Why must you make this little workspace, you know, like your your home? It's yeah. it's kind of like little kids who play fort. It's kind of like that. It's like, like their little cave. It's their little spot. And I don't understand. I'm I mean, just kidding. You have work to do. <laughs> I have. Off- I've had offices before. And I mean, I put up, you know, an appropriate amount of pictures of my children or, you know, I have like little things. But I mean, I don't have a bunch of crazy knickknacks or weird things. I didn't have any photos of my children or anything ever. I had toys. <laughs> I always Wait, had what? toys. What kind of toys? Like a couple toys. Like action figure or... Yeah, mostly action figures. Were you one of those people who had a bunch of knickknacks on your desk? I did not have knickknacks. I had my uh, cup so I could drink water because back then there wasn't a lot of bottled water. And I would uh, have a couple of toys to play with when I got bored. Like some people decorate their desk like it's freaking extreme home makeover. Like they have themes like 
one person had like a whole fairy theme, so their desk was just covered in everything oh, fairies. Oh, for the love of God. No. You know what? Here's the thing. I mean, you've seen my house. I live like a Trojan. If, if, if the world came crumbling down tomorrow, I could pack up two boxes and be out the door. You know, I don't have a whole lot of prize possessions. I just don't. I'm not like that. I, I'm like anti-hoarder. So yeah. it's like, you know, I, I have vacant rooms in my house because I just it's don't true. have a lot of stuff. So I would go to work. I'm like, you know what? I'm here to work. I get bored. So I have a few colorful toys to play with, which I always thought was really cool to have toys to play with. And that was it. You know, I never had the shrines. I never had the, you know, leftovers from the Monte Carlo night down in the cafeteria or... <laughs> birthday party favors i never did any of that stuff i don't get that either though i've seen that and i know it's like you could walk by somebody's cubicle and it smells like old lady perfume like it literally is like their their boudoir yeah i mean that literally gets that bad i've seen it i've worked with those people wouldn't that I know be an exactly interesting like. book almost like a little yearbook that like takes random cubicles? pictures of people's yeah a book called cubicles oh my and gosh, it goes totally through and it takes pictures of people's cubicles and then it lists like all the items that they find there and then maybe it tells a small story about, like, the occupant. There's a lot you can tell from somebody's cubicle. Like, uh, this person is incredibly <laughs> rebellious and antisocial. I'll never forget one time we were uh, – at one of the jobs we had let someone go. The person sitting next to them came back and realized the person had been let go. And they were cleaning at the – they the management was cleaning at the desk. And the person's like, you mean they're gone? And they're like, yeah. And they're like – you're kidding me. And they're like, no, why? And they're like, well, she had my chips. <laughs> and it's just like, get back to work. God. <laughs> hey, Hugs. Producer Dub here. On behalf of Jamie, Paula, and myself, thanks for downloading the show every week and telling your friends about it. Without you, we wouldn't be able to share the ugly truth with the world. And now, back to the show. So, totally not talking about boring cubicle stuff anymore. Um, really? In reference to food, as you know, last weekend, you needed a little bit of a break, and I was dying to take your kids to do, go do something fun. Yes. So I had a small nervous breakdown. And well, you were just – you just hadn't had enough. They were being kind of bratty, and it was just, you know, whatever. And I get it. Yeah. So anyway um, – Daryl and I decided that we the girls had been bugging us about going to Apple Hill and you know the season for apples is actually closing out like this week this is like going to be the last weekend and we hadn't we usually go before Halloween we're so busy we didn't get to go so we said we're going to Apple Hill this weekend let's take Ryan and Olivia with us it'll be super fun they haven't been in a year because you know we all everybody only goes once a year and for those of you not native to Sacramento um, in Northern California in between Sacramento and Lake Tahoe um as you get up in the foothills there's a place called apple hill and so it's got you know what like 120 orchards and it's just been there since like the 1800s and there's apple orchards everywhere and all the property is privately owned and so people have converted them so that the public can come and they have this long season you know apple season and you buy all kinds of apples and pears and pies and cider and donuts i mean it's crazy and they usually do crafts and things like you know of course and all sorts of you know pony rides it's just a big you know kind of farmish yeah exactly like every farm kind of every farm has a theme of some kind and they're all really great and so we we caravaned up because there was just too many kids and we didn't want to take our big truck and so we caravaned up i had your son and um, one of my daughters and then the other two were with Olivia in Daryl's car. Yes. So we caravaned up and it was a really easy ride. They were super excited. They hadn't been. Your son is so smart. He knew where we were like the whole time. He's like, oh, we're getting to Placerville soon. Oh, mm-hmm. I know these weird signs. Uh, we're going to be passing Placerville eventually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I said, how do you know? But I guess well, you have relatives. his aunt and, yeah, his dad's yes. from there. So his aunt and uncle both live up there. So went up. So we went up to the, it's the big property, which is High Hill Ranch, mm-hmm. which is they have the pond and they ha- usually have, you know, thing games and crap going on. And then they have a big the, candy shop too. Went up there. The kids were great. We get out of the car. It's chilly. It was cold last weekend. It was cold. And so we walk up and Olivia is like, she is literally a walking ray of sunshine. I mean, she is, she couldn't be happier no matter what she's doing. She doesn't care. So we're walking and she's having a great time. And she sees that there's um, Hayride. She's like, hey, let's go do that. (laughs) And it's, there are so many people sitting on this Hayride thing. They're like spilling off the thing. And I said, you know what, Olivia? No, I, 
I really don't want to do that. I don't want to sit ass to ass with some stranger. I mean, I didn't tell her it's, this, but I'm like. It's been a while since you've had a four-year-old. So. Like, I don't really want to do that. And she goes, well, why not? And I said, well, there's a lot of people on there and I really don't want to do that right now. She's like, well, I don't. I really do. And I'm like, no. Let's go look at the ducks. So we went looked down at the ducks. And, of course, we had to feed them. And so we bought them their feed. And everything was yeah. great. She, every time, and this happened a couple of times, she is a Campos at heart. The girl could fall oh God. on nothing. I can't believe you let her near water. <laughs> well, that was the thing. And she's so um, unwilling to recognize her clumsiness that she just walks right up and sails right up like nothing's happening. So she's dancing on this cliff of grass and dirt, <laughs> practically hanging over this water by these ducks. And I'm like, okay, the ducks are either they're go- either going to attack or swim away, and she's going to fall in. Yeah. And there's there's fish coming up and eating the duck food as well. There's the, the they were the all pond just waiting. They, they saw the accident coming before waiting to happen luckily that didn't happen so finally i walk over to her because everybody's just standing around and going oh isn't it cute she's feeding the ducks i'm like molly i'm like olivia kneel down please get on your knees please and do this properly because i know and so of course ryan he comes scurrying up because he must be trained to know that she will fall at any moment and he has to try to be there for her she's just she's just a walking clums you know i mean we hold hands every time we go somewhere but it's not necessarily to. for safety reasons it's just so i can keep her upright you know she so you know it was cold and so we decided to keep walking around we you know we went to the fudge factory and there's a little playground over there and there's a ton of built giant like handmade fire trucks and boats and you know mm-hmm. trains and it's beautiful there's all these things and what does your daughter do she goes immediately to the thing that looks like a cat box and gets in it and immediately starts playing in the dirt oh my dirt. god that scared me well when you not she, even the sand it looks like a cat box dirt. she immediately goes over there i'm like what she pulled down her pants and take a dump what <laughs> but you know it she's not um she's not a real fan of other children in her area <laughs> no she doesn't this little boy comes over and you know and you have to kind of climb in this this box and she comes over now she's got all the 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 toys that were in there the dirt toys are in there and she's got them all aligned she's scooping she's you know she's filtering she's she's busy things right and she had been in there for about 30 seconds and she was filthy (laughs) filthy god and that's when i took that picture and showed you how filthy she was within minutes and i mean we were just simply waiting for her food her her candy that we were getting her and this little boy comes in innocently enough and she gives him this look she takes all the toys and (laughs) scoops them all and moves them manipulates Every single toy into the corner so that he has no access. I was going to say, she has, she's very much a campus, like, you know, that whole if looks could kill. Because, oh my God. In her eyes, it's almost like, you know, pure sociopath. So, anyway, Apple Hill was fun. We, um, we took them everywhere. We took photos. We, we ran them ragged. I gave them so much sugar. I, I gave them as much as I could possibly give them and put them in, in their little bodies. And then, um, but I did buy them apples. So yes. they the apples and they have up. the apples have been a success. Ryan has taken one every day to school for a snack. Good. Olivia loves the apples, so um, I'm glad. Yeah, they, were, they were pretty. They were pretty excited about that. They drank their little apple juice that you bought them. Did they like it? Yeah, they did. I tasted it. it was good. So oh, good. So we're on our way. There's one farm left that we want to go to before we call it a day. We had hit pretty much the, the farms that the kids would really like. And there's one farm that has animals and they're barnyard animals. You know, they're, they're not wandering around aimlessly. They're in little pens. And so we thought, well, we'll head to that one. Well, Daryl and I were kind of lost. We, we really weren't quite sure which road to take. There's a couple that you can take deep into the, the farmlands. And yeah. so we went on this random one and we're caravanning. And there's a car in front of us, a big gold SUV, like a Durango size SUV. And we're just riding along and I see it. And instead of, and it, there was a curve there and instead of taking the curve, it kept going straight. And so in my mind, I'm like, oh, I wonder why they're pulling over. Uh-huh. That's what it looked like they were doing. Well, instead of pulling oh, over. So it curved to the left and they kept Yeah, it, it looked like it was kind of going to pull over to the right. And we just thought, oh, they're pulling over to the right. And maybe we weren't riding their butt or anything. We were just kind of just, right. you know, following along. And 
the thing the the car literally went careening into a ditch and ran over a little sapling tree and then hit another tree and went on its on its side it was it completely careened like a movie it did look like a movie and it was loud it was the loudest crash i had ever heard did it ever break or anything the car no oh no no brake lights so they just went nothing just plowed through they plowed through and ended up in the ditch nose down and on its right side so the driver's side is there the driver's side is facing up but everybody else is laying down in the ditch so um I, of course, now I have Ryan with me, and the top is down, so you could, we really heard the Ooh, crash. Oh, Jesus. And so Daryl has to, you know, Daryl does that thing that you try to do. You're, you're trying to swerve and correct because you don't want to be a part of this accident right. that just occurred. And we didn't know what was going to happen because, you know, we just saw this occur. So we, I was like, oh, my God. So I have to go around Daryl because he pulled in tight to the right to pull over. Oh, and luckily we had just hit a driveway like this, this gravelly long hilly drive road up to somebody's house. So he pulled in, I had to swerve around him and I had to slam on my brakes because there were cars behind me. Mm hmm. We were trying to avoid this car situation and I was trying to avoid Daryl. And so I pulled in. I, I mean, I am such a good driver. (laughs) Oh my God. I parked in between. Not only did I not hit anything because I almost hit a tree, but I didn't hit the tree head on. That was that's a sheer accident. The way you parked, it was in between uh, a recycle bin and mailboxes and a tree, and I hit none of them. I was perfectly parked in between all three of these things. It was awesome, and I'll tell you why. A, your your cart is tiny. And B, it was an accident. You didn't even mean to park that good on purpose. I well. Hey, instincts, <laughs> instincts. So I, I'm freaking out because, first of all, I'm thinking of all the children we have with us. Right. Okay, I'm thinking this could potentially be scary for them. Although nobody saw it happen, okay. like the kids didn't notice. So I pull over. They don't know what's going on, and I get out of the car and I said, Malia, don't get out of the car. And I'm like, wait, the car's still running. So I turn off my car. I run out with my phone. And I'm trying to dial 911. And you know, iPhones aren't that easy when you're trying to dial 911, by the way. It's not that easy well, to get to, to know the if dial you're ever thing. Being attacked or murdered. Right? And I'm thinking, I and in my mind, I'm going, I know there's an easier way to do this. I don't know how to make the emergency call because I, I use the phone as minimally as possible. I could have a razor phone and be happy. So I don't even know what I'm doing. Daryl is running over. And there was a guy behind me. He pulled over. And they're yelling at the people, turn off your car because the car's still running. Oh. They're like, turn off your car because so you're you going to catch something gonna... on fire. Yeah. And so we look. I can't see, but I thought somebody had yelled that there were children in the car. And I freaked out oh because God. I thought, I don't even want to see what's going on in that vehicle if it was a violent hit or whatever. Right. Or if somebody hit the front dash or whatever. Right. I was worried. And so... um fortunately or unfortunately it was four old women in the car well, it was the golden girls okay it was the golden girls they were all related and so, so who was I driving mean, dorothy or one of the old actually her name was myra <laughs> so a lot of people pulled over when they saw us pulling over so all these men came out of nowhere and they created a human chain and started pulling these women out one at a time oh my god now you know, that's probably the most action they've had in a hundred million years well, unfortunately, they two of the four had canes. One had a walker. <laughs> well, what the hell? Seriously. If you're old and like... The one able-bodied woman was driving. Now, hey, now how able-bodied was she? Because what ultimately had happened to her? Ultimately, apparently, she had blacked out. <laughs> so it, how able-bodied was she, really? Well, her limbs work, but that's about it. So, <laughs> so physically... She's okay, assuming that she doesn't have some sort of episode. If she has, well, and then what made it worse? Were she's they like, drinking? Oh, this is- what was the deal? No, oh no, she was stone sober. She's. They were up buying a bunch of crap for Christmas. They were from Roseville, which is a town down here in the valley. Yeah, and um, she said. Everything was fine, and uh, we noticed that she was veering to the right. And we thought, oh, why is she pulling over? And then we look, and her head had nodded. And they went careening down the thing, and, you know, they were really glad that somebody had seen it happen. I'm like, well, someone would have seen you. I mean, it was really a violent hit. I mean, 
Jesus. Clearly, things had happened here. No one was not going to see you. So what was difficult is the woman who was in the pa- front passenger seat was the one that required a walker. And, of course, she's the far, she's the most difficult to get out. They're like, so the, Way the, to the, go, three, Myra. the three women who are on the side of the road now and, you know, we're having them sit in uh, Daryl's trunk. We opened the trunk so there was a little ledge for them to sit on because the one lady who was driving had a pretty nasty cut on her chin. And so we were covering it. And, of course, (laughs) there's always some woman. She goes, uh, this woman shows her. She goes, well, I just wanted to take a look at her. I go, oh, are you a a doctor? And she goes, no, but I know CPR. And I'm like, oh, yes, because she's not breathing. Right. You mean first aid? I'm like, well, and she goes, well, her her eyes look a little dilated. I'm like, everybody wants to be a helper. You know, everybody wants to say they, they everybody wants the story to tell when they go home. You know, my story is the same. Be like, well, I sat in the car with the kids while everybody else got out and you know (laughs) check things out. I just wanted to make sure they were comfortable and safe. I'm holding the woman who drove because she's shaking and she's having a hard time sitting. You're holding her. I'm have my arm around her and I'm sitting next to her. Um at daryl's car and because there's still five or six men trying to get this woman out of the vehicle jesus why can you let miss cpr give you know give the other lady the reach around because she was like 60 she was doing nothing she was doing nothing and so um all of a sudden i hear one of the ladies go watch out she's got a bad hip (laughs) like (laughs) fabulous this is just getting better and better so they finally get her out and this human chain of men whips this woman out of the car. And I'm like, I'm not sure if this was the smartest thing to do, because if they had any kind of injuries whatsoever, you guys are just whipping them out of this vehicle. Or, you know, she accidentally gets flung in traffic or something like that. <laughs> it was just, just like, it's like that game at the skating rink, whip it, you know. Yeah, well, you know what? Men men don't think that way. They're just, they're being hasty. They're they're trying to get the they're situation problem under solvers. control. They got her out. They want it fixed. No, granted, exactly. they did fling her onto the street and she got hit by a car but, but damn it they got no, her out of the car kidding. i'm kidding that didn't so happen. they got her they, but then they had to retrieve her walker and Why? the canes where because was she going could, well she had to be able to walk around she literally had to, it was either that or they were carrying her to the street i was mean there was like per, were any of them none of them were large Luckily, they were all normal-sized women. So as our old OBGYN, Dr. Marshall, would say, <laughs> things are just so much easier when you're thin. <laughs> exactly. He said that to – I don't know why we all share the same OBGYN. Maybe that's pretty normal. Know. But um, Hey, y'all look – you do look like your sister. He always – it was the same thing every time. He'd pop his head up from over between your legs, you know, and he'd be like, it's just so good you're thin. Things are so diff- much more difficult when people are obese. I, you know, and of course, we're we're always asking those weird questions. At the OB? Yeah, we're always – I don't know about you, but I always ask weird questions. I'm like, well, you know, if you have a particularly – large body i mean what are we talking down there i mean i think i did discuss i'm like well what do you mean by obese i'm like what makes things more difficult and he's like well everything he says you know he's talked about like when women are pregnant it's harder to do like ultrasounds and you know he became my favorite doctor when he started giving me a crap about how i landscaped my vaginal area yes well yeah my even my ob made a comment about it once because i said well i don't shave and he popped his head up he's like well i can see that (laughs) At the time, I didn't shave. Of well, whatever. I it was like matter. halfway through my pregnancy and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, so okay, back to the old ladies. Sorry. So uh, we're sitting there with them. The the paramedics and everybody shows up very very quickly, and they immediately take the driver into the back of the paramedic, assess her, check everything. And um, she refuses medical treatment. She's like, nope, I'm fine. I have a cut, but I – and so the paramedic comes out. And the the lady with the walker, I think it was her daughter that was driving. And she's like, Myrna, you all right? What What's going on, Myrna? We're stuck in Placerville now, you know, because the car's totaled. And God, she's like, yeah. well, you know, I, I had an episode. And they're like, oh, she's had these before. And I'm thinking, oh, so let's let that one drive right? in, the hilly, in the hilly mountains. Let's her, let her drive us all who need walkers and assistance to get in and out of a vehicle. God. That's fabulous no. and so bright and smart. I'm just wondering, at what point when you get old do you realize, like, who actually wants to throw in that towel? Who actually wants to be in the group of women and just say, ladies, 
We're too fucking old. None of us can drive. You know, Jamie can't walk anywhere without the walker. Allison needs the cane. Why do I have to have the walker? Paula, has, you know, has episodes from time to time and, you know, whatever it well, might be. Well, I, I was at a store um, the other day buying something and there was a really, geri- I mean, geriatric. Like she was in, I think she's, I think she even said how old she was. She was like 82 or 83. And she was, she of course got the, the young, gorgeous, dark man helping her check out of the store and she's just like well you know she my daughter always tells me to to get these things and i don't want to cause a fuss so i just tell her i just buy what she tells me to get even though i would never buy this for my grandchildren and she was going on and on he goes well you know you got to keep the mothers happy you know she's like yeah you, you, you really do and so out of nowhere she said you know what happened to me today i got lost today uh oh and he goes, oh, no, well, that's not good. She goes, yep, you know what? I've been driving a really long time, and I don't like to admit that maybe that's the first time in my whole life I got lost, didn't know where I was, might need to stop driving. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, I don't – that's going to be me someday. Someday I'm going to be the one getting lost trying to get to the grocery store or something. I got lost the other day in my, you know, trying to – well, but most of the times I get lost <laughs> because I keep thinking, like – I might know a back street or something or a sneaky way around the traffic and then Oh god, I do everything to avoid traffic if I can. I turned on a street and it said dead end, but I kept going cuz I kept thinking maybe, just maybe there's a street. <laughs> maybe you can will it away. <laughs> well, I just kept thinking, well there's got to be like another street before it dead ends. It has to be a because, side. Oh, I've done that so many times. Cuz I'm just like they, you know, it can't just dead end. They'd have to have a sign besides dead end, you know. Of course. So the ladies all get out. They're they're cackling away at each other. Being they're mad now. At this point, they're they're alarmed and angry because now they've got to go somewhere in town and wait because they have no mode of transportation. The lady who was assessed, the paramedic, spoke to the daughter and said she needs to go to the hospital. I'm highly recommending it, but I need you to verbally tell me that you understand that she's refusing medical treatment. She needs to go to a hospital. Right. And she's like, I understand, I understand. So the dude that lives at the top of the hill comes down and he explains to us that this happens all the time, that people are constantly running into their trees because it's a sharp turn there. And especially in the winter, it's very slick, blah, blah, blah. And then the guy who was behind me had also pulled over, obviously. So we're all standing around waiting for the Highway Patrol because they need a report, blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden I see the woman who had knocked out and she's standing there. Now, this cut on her chin needed stitches. It probably needed a good six or seven stitches. Holy crap. It was, it was her entire chin. And it was bleeding, so she kept closing. And every time she talked, it would open. So <laughs> she had, like, two mouths. And so I'm sitting there watching her going, why does she keep talking? The, the second mouth that has appeared keeps opening. She really needs, like, sh- they didn't, they wouldn't even put a butterfly on that thing. I mean, nothing. Well, if she's refusing medical treatment, they, she refused it. And so anything. what does she do? She goes, does anybody have a cigarette? That's all she wanted was a cigarette. Well, there you have it. So all four of them broke out their cigs, waited for the tow truck to pull their truck out of the ditch, and we went on our merry way. As they probably did, too. The firemen, you know, that that was really cool. You know, that was really fun for the kids. I mean, they weren't that good looking, actually. That's too bad. It was, it was kind of a bummer. But all in all, I would say it was a really good day. Your kids are hilarious. They're perfect. Yes. They're perfect fit for our children. Yes, they are funny. They're a handful, but they are funny. And oh, my so... God. They, they were so fun. And Olivia constantly, when she's cold, she goes, I'd like to go somewhere where it's hot. <laughs> That's all she, she wants. She doesn't like to. being cold. In fact, she told me tonight... She's like, Mom, it's kind of cold and I'm tired. I just want to go rest on the couch. She <laughs> sounds just like me. Would you like a heating blanket for Christmas? Get her that. No, they all, t- you know, take turns fighting over my heating pad that's on the couch. Even the oh, chihuahua God. I'll walk in and he'll be laying on it. Of course. Of course. So speaking of your children. Yes, my son had a birthday this week. Your son's having a party. Week. He uh, turned eight years old this week and... The funny thing about Facebook and social networking is, you know, those e-cards that are out now. Yes. Someone posted one. They said, you know, if you have a birthday this week, it's likely that your parents got it on during Valentine's Day. And what's funny about that is I got pregnant on Valentine's Day. Oh, no. (laughs) On our round. But um, oh, that is too. We're pretty sure it was Valentine's Day because my due date was November 13th. So, oh my God, that anyways, is so funny. is that funny, though? Like, I remember um, I, you know, well, I have nothing to be ashamed of. I was single when I got pregnant with Mackenzie. And I remember telling a friend of mine I was well, because I was in my mid 
20s. I mean, I was pretty young yeah. when I got pregnant with her. And so I was at work and somebody that I really was good friends with, and she was older than me, but she was so awesome. And she goes, what's wrong with you? And I was like, oh, I'm pregnant. She goes, oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, no. And I'm like, See, I know. Isn't, the fu- isn't it funny? The it's not congrats. Risk- oh, my God. Congratulations. Oh, how exciting. It's like, oh, my God. Are you keeping it? It's completely different response you get when you're single. Yeah. Yes. It's like, oh, my God. Do you need a ride? When I got pregnant with Ryan, I was also single. Well, I mean, his dad and I had been together, but I was not married. And so um, I got a couple people, you know, after I told them, they're like, well, are you going to keep it? And I'm like, no, I'm actually having an abortion tomorrow. I thought I would just tell you before I, you know, went through with that. I'm like, of course I'm going to keep it. And then I actually had a couple people ask me, well, have you considered adoption? And I'm just like, what? What? Am I I so incapable of being a parent because I'm not married? Like, it's just, it's it's so funny how people, you know, revert back a hundred years depending on, you know. We're so, we're so forward thinking and it's like some single woman in her 20s who has a career and money and a place to live. All of a sudden they're completely like, now there's some filthy homeless woman who needs help immediately. Right. Right. I have some references for you. Do you need a doctor? Do you need money? Do you need a ride? It's like, no. Or the other question would be like, so, um, well, when are you guys getting married? <laughs> it's just like, that was like, so I'm like, yes, because that, that corrects the wrong, doesn't it now? <laughs> it's so true. It almost reverses it so time. Like, it doesn't happen because, you know, you have a whole nine months to make it right. That was oh, our, actually Lord. our mother's philosophy. But anyways, <laughs> so Ryan had turned eight this week. And here's the mistake I made. I, and I, you know what, I remind, I remember tonight that I probably do this every year. When they actually have their actual birthday, we usually, their father and I, we usually, you know, take them to dinner and then we go do something fun, you know, whether it's miniature golf, bowling. It was bowling yesterday. And so um, we took Ryan bowling and then we went to this ice cream shop for dinner and ice cream. And so, I mean, it was a long, fun-filled afternoon, not cheap. And so by the time it was over, I'm like, okay, that was a fun day. Great. You know, he got his presents, good birthday, blah, blah, blah. And then I'm thinking... Why am I throwing him a party now? Thank you. I <laughs> I, I swear to God, Paula, why? I don't I, I don't know. That was and plenty. So tonight, his father and I, we were out shopping because, you know, we're splitting the costs of all these things. Because here's the other thing, too, is like, oh, it'll, I told myself, I'm like, it'll be simple. We're just going to do cake, a couple, play a couple games, you know, it'll be fine. Yeah. And so tonight, I'm practically having a nervous breakdown in the middle of Walmart, walking up and down the aisles. I'm like, what do you? you don't have pin the tail on the donkey like seriously what the hell kind of what the hell kind of joint is this you know it's just like okay if you were an eight-year-old what prize would you want to win the flarp or the you know and i'm sitting here and i'm just like well let's see you're here. really overthinking these this. spongebob stickers they have six in a pack why six you know whereas these I you know, know other ones have eight stickers and so then i'm sitting here because i'm trying to, now it's you know goodie bags is chips going to be enough snack? And I'm like, well, maybe we should get the pizza rolls. And so, you know, these are all these discussions yep. that we're having at the store. And I just want to shoot myself. And then I'm like, I haven't even gotten a cake yet. Like, I haven't even gotten a cake. Oh, God. And so, you know, and then at one point, I just, and maybe people do this in any situation. But at one point, I think I truly had lost my mind. I'm like, hey, I got an idea. Why don't we have a cookie <laughs> decorating station? I'm oh like, we'll God. buy all these things. And what are you doing? I'm so terrified. The party is going to be boring and there'll be nothing oh to do. And and we're going to have these shitty goodie bags of stickers and pencils that will probably get <laughs> lost in the backseat before they even get home. And the parents are going to be like, great, more crap that nobody needs. I mean, what are we going to do with this, you know, three cent pencil? You know, it's just. I, but I want it. It's it's for me. And, you know, and then they'll be mad and be like, who gives out flarper? But I mean, I'm just glad I didn't get bubbles. Anyways. At some point, so my ex looks at me and he says, so you're going to bake a bunch of sugar cookies then tonight and 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 put frosting out for children with sprinkles? And I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, that's probably not a good idea. I'm like, no, <laughs> no. forget it. Forget it. You know, we're not doing that. Let's, I, I just have lost I it. I cannot believe. Well, <laughs> I wanted to keep I, it simple, but it's just not simple. So And you invited like 100 people. I'm like, you invited all these people and they all said yes. So I declare tonight. Next year, no party. Thank you. No party. We will do what we did because yesterday was a perfectly fine birthday, and it was. It seemed it, fine to me, and it would have been fine if it had just been over. And yes. so now I have to proceed with this 
birthday party. At the VFW. Okay, so funny story. Yes, it is at the VFW. The VFW that his father is a very, you know, prominent member of. And he's part of their little management team or whatever they are. I don't know what they are. And so tonight I'm, you know, again, racking my brain because my my worst fear is that kids are going to be sitting around and be like, I'm bored. And so um, because they just don't have enough to do. So I told Victor, um, my ex, I said, what if we played that game where you tie strings on their ankles that are attached to balloons and they have to like try and stomp on each other's balloons? And so Victor says to me, um, he's like, well, I don't know if that'd be very good for the vets. What? And I'm like. Well, Victor, I'm like, it's for the kids. I mean, like, I don't want the other vets to play. I'm like, are they going to be there? And he's like, Paula, the popping of the balloons, the popping sound. I don't know if that's good <gasps> oh, for the vets. Oh. <laughs> so, are they that shell shocked? Oh, you know, I bet some of them are. But he looked at me like, like, did you honestly think there would be some grown old men walking around with balloons well, tied to their ankles? that's what I thought. Thank you. I thought that. I'm like, why in the hell? It's like, to me, it's like, are there going to be a bunch of vets standing around watching and observing the party? No. No, I told you. It's a back room. No, no, I know. But what I'm saying is that when he said that, I'm like, so what? The vets are allowed to participate in whatever well, that's is occurring what at the I VFW? That's what, and I'm like, so of course, you know, my mind's already racing 100 miles a minute because I'm trying to think so then I'm thinking I'm like well I guess we can do two like sessions or two different games one for children and then one for grown-ups who want to walk around I'm like I don't know why vets would want to play this game you have lost your mind I was thinking and then he looks at me when he's like the popping sound of the balloons he's like I don't know if that'd be good for the vets and so then he's just shaking his head looking at me thinking and I could just tell by the look in his eyes he's just like my God, you're stupid. Like You're not stupid. You just think differently. That's all. I thought the same thing you did. I'm like, why the hell would the vets want to play balloons? I know. So All right. Well, it's going to be fine. We're going to make our appearance. We've got way too many things for the son, the child. Which I'm very excited about. But then on the yes. same token, I was looking around my house. And I'm like, my God, we have too many toys. I just need to get rid of some toys. But... Oh, I didn't buy him a toy. I bought him a God. video game. Oh, okay. Well, so he'll be... Well, it was... It was, you know what? Why are these stores not packed to the hill with product? I went to two different stores looking for for something for this child, and there's no inventory, none. And I'm thinking, okay, you give hello. it two weeks. So we'll be, they're all waiting for freaking Black Friday. But or the, there's Black Friday sales going on now, of course, because God forbid we can't wait. I. That's, you know what? I actually saw that. They said 72 hours before Black Friday. And I'm like, okay, everyone. What's the point? There are people who are opening up like Thanksgiving evening, like at 8 o'clock for Black Friday. And I'm like, okay, this isn't even Black Black Friday Friday anymore. Like Black Friday is people getting up at, you know, 5 a.m. and showing up at the store and then, you know, running each other over for a $100 TV or whatever it is. You know what? I. Can I just officially declare that I have I have never participated in Black Friday? I don't think I have either. I really I have don't a friend. Have. Well, I'm sure I have several friends actually. Or there's many people where you have Thanksgiving, and then the tradition is to wake up at the crack, not even the crack of dawn, pre-dawn, getting up yeah. and going to Target, Toys R Us, wherever you go, at three or four a.m getting all the good deals and being home by 7 a.m., having breakfast and moving on with, you know, your weekend. Well, now, remember when it was the only thing was that it was open on Thanksgiving was Denny's? Or Walgreens. Yeah. Or, and Walgreens. Those are the only two things that were officially open because people get sick and not everybody has a family to go to, so they'd go to Denny's. God, don't well, say now, everything, it's like a regular day for most people, but yeah, the most Black Friday thing, stores are open until, you know, 3 like o'clock 10 or 11 or whatever. Yeah, yeah, or, yeah, later. But, I mean, I seriously, the, the number one reason why I will not participate in Black Friday is I love sleep. I am not getting up and being cold to go to some poorly lit bad fluorescent lighting store with 500 other people just to simply get a sweater that no one's going to remember that they got from me for ten dollars well that's my whole thing is is i'm like there's nothing i want that bad to get up at that hour nor am i do i want to save five dollars or ten dollars or whatever it is and here's the other thing too is is that the day after thanksgiving i am not prepared 
to buy oh. everyone a Christmas present. Like no. I'm just not. No, I have no. I like to look at all the ads. I like to I see have, what's going on, but I have no desire to be in the masses of shoppers. I have been. I have been deathly ill and in need of a prescription, and have literally woken up at three or four in the morning and said, "You know what? I probably need to go and get some antibiotics. I'm ill." I definitely need the antibiotics. The doctor center just opened at 5 a.m. I'm going to go ahead and sleep it for a little bit. And then I will wake up and, you know, I'll go later. I love, I don't, I would be ill and not sacrifice sleep. Yeah. I'm not getting up to spend money at three or four in the morning. And in this day and age, I'll be honest with you, with all the internet shopping, why do people There's no go point. out in the cold for for what? Well, waiting in line, know. waiting in line in tents? Really? Well, that's just that is ridiculous. so to me it is in all honesty it is an I I know people find that it's like a sport, people think it's a fun thing to do. So I'm I get I get that under I understand that. Well, I would never find that fun. Extreme couponers, you know, it's exactly. probably like that. And the other actually most people most people I know that do Black Friday shopping, it's more of a tradition, like you said, That's than it exactly is anything it. about actually getting. I mean, yeah, they get some good deals, but I mean, for the most part, they're just like, oh, it's just something we've done since I was it's a like, little kid. It's and- like it's a kickoff to Christmas, the holidays, you know, the Christmas holiday season, the shopping season. But to me, it's like when I see those videos of people storming into, of course, a Walmart to get some ten dollar thing that they only have, you know, five thousand of. And people are literally mobbing each other to get to it. That isn't sport. That is pure gluttony and greed. And it's everything I hate about humanity. It bothers me. It's not like they're fighting over the last bottle of water. This is some toy that's going to end up being at someone's garage sale in a year. It's true. It's disgusting to me, personally. We're not a big Black Friday person. But, you know, I still, like I said, I like to look at the ads. I like to see, you know, what you know, what kind of deals are out there. And um, and the truth of the matter is, is that whatever Black Friday deal there is, something like that or, you know, the price will be very similar in the weeks to come mm-hmm. because, I mean, they're not going to – yeah, they make a lot of money that day, but they'd rather make a steady amount of money, that, you know, throughout commercial places. Right, up until Christmas Day. I will say well, – do you know how many times Daryl and I have been shopping Christmas Eve? I mean – we have literally waited till the very last minute. Do you know how many times minute. we've stopped at Walgreens on the way to someone's house on Christmas <laughs> yes, Day to get something to buy them some shitty mug full of Hershey Kisses? Or I know, like the Campbell Soup <laughs> box set. Hey, you know, like everyone's in the box set or the as seen on TV aisle, trying to figure out, like, well, do you think they'd want to bump it? I don't know. Like, <laughs> oh my god, well, what about the how chia many- pet? How many? How many times have we stopped by chia pets? You know what? Uh, the one thing I, I I've been to Walgreens on Christmas Eve to get stocking stuffer candy, and they, first of all, they have nothing. But that place is a madhouse. Daryl and I, a couple of years, we were like, we don't have enough for the stocking, and we started freaking out. So we left the house at like eleven thirty on Christmas Eve, went to the Walgreens, and it's full of just the most fabulous people at midnight at Walgreens on Christmas Eve. And we are looking around for candy. Everything's gone. There's nothing left. We're we're doing what you were doing with the cookie station thing. We we're like, well, maybe this Woodstock Pez dispenser would be funny for. Um, well, Natalie's blonde. She might like this. Right. Hall's menthols. You what know. about these mint? What about these mint? Uh, mint candies. Maybe someone would like their green. What about? Maybe we could do. What about cough drops? I mean, they have been, you know, they're kind of, they're cherry flavored and the kids said they haven't been feeling Daryl good. shows up yeah. with some random hideous toy that's like twenty nine ninety nine. He's like, well, look, he'll, he'll, she'll present it to me. Look, look at this. I'm like, <laughs> what, what is it? I know. Put it down. I don't even know. It looks broken. Right, Put it away. Rummage through the bin of, you know, isotoner gloves. Just get that, get that husky dog that only has a head and teeny tiny body and we'll shove that in there and that's a filler all right we're out of here let's go you do the stocking things but well we'll have plenty of the season to talk about christmas shopping but actually it's a good thing we were mentioning it because by the time this episode drops we will be entering the week of thanksgiving and we would encourage you to if you don't want to do black friday why not visit the ugly truth mall and shop our amazon site or our avon site or all of our other little fun stores and get some 
fabulous deals. Actually, on Sunday, um, when this show drops, Amazon is beginning their Black Friday sales. Every 10 minutes, a new product or products will go on sale. Oh. Yeah. So you can go through if you haven't dedicated your spending to somebody else's Amazon site, peruse ours and check out what they have. Why not rotate? Yeah. Yeah, you can rotate. Buy, uh, buy all your crazy uncle's presents through our site. Um, well, I think that's definitely a wrap for this week. Uh, I think so. We'd like to wish everyone a very, very happy Thanksgiving and, um, you know, know that we are grateful for your listenership and we are grateful for the fact that we've been doing the show for almost a year. 40! Kind of crazy. And so, um, have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Enjoy time with your friends, family, or by yourself or all of the above. And, um, we will see you next time. Bye! Bye! Aren't you sad it's over? Don't worry. We'll have another episode for you very soon. In the meantime, connect with the Uglies online at Facebook, Twitter, and at UglyTruth.com. That's U-G-L-E-E Truth.com. 